Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're back, we're black, we're brown, ambition. Hey, Mandra. Hey. Ooh, you, don't sound, you don't sound very ambition. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, It's been a long year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, it has. I just, I mean, I feel like we're all, it's hard Maybe I'll just give myself a break and just, can I just complain for a second? And yes. I also want to give everyone else permission to complain because what I find myself doing is not, is being like, well, you know, we're all in this. Like, I'm not the only one. Everyone's got mm-hmm. kids. Some people have this going on. At least I'm not sick. Okay. All of that is true. But I think we're at the point now where we know this is going to be life as we know it for at least the next month and probably mm-hmm. longer if we are realistic. And I think it's time for us to stop practicing like in uh, naive optimism or like radical optimism to the point where I think it can almost be hurtful to people. Yes. You know, like we're not going to pray our way out of this and there's not a ton of silver linings. I mean, there are definitely positive outcomes to this whole error that we're in right now. You know, you're forcing us to be closer to your family. You're forcing people to rely on one another and help each other. And that's all beautiful, but it's really... For people who have, whether you have kids or not, but especially those who have kids, like the monumental shift that you have to make mentally about your work when everything, everything is happening in a bubble, like everything is happening in these four walls that you live in, you know, bless people who live in tiny apartments. But even if you have a house, like your spouse, your child or children, your work, it's like, you know, if it weren't already clear, it's just it's throwing everything, all of the different dynamics of work life balance inequality for men and women. It's throwing all that into the mix. It's throwing yeah. who holds the bulk of childcare in the relationship is throwing that in the mix. And it's also like you're working with people who are also dealing with the same crap that you're dealing with if they have kids at home or, yep. you know, their worlds are upended. And it's just such a bizarre time to. It's almost like they people want I think we're at the point now where people's expectations that we can just pretend like this is business as usual that is doing more harm to those of us whose work and home are so intertwined now like we need to acknowledge this is crazy this is not yeah. normal you Because what ex- do you do if you have like a little like your 4 month old does not care that it's a conference call right now 
Mm. Oh, and no. So- <laughs> and he's been on many. He's been on. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, what do you, this, you know what I mean? It's, it'd be one thing if, let's just say, you know, you've been working from home all this time. And it was like, you know, it's been two years of you working from home. So, you know, you create a schedule. And, you know, maybe you have a nanny that comes. To- no, no. This is like, oh, yeah. As of tomorrow, you and the, and the four-month-old. Or like you and your two-year-old. Like, it's so cute because uh, well- like. People on our team have little ones and they join. They're like, hey, Mm -hmm. so we don't mind, but that doesn't work for everyone's job. Yeah. And I mean, fortunately, I can work from home. And for those who are working out there, you know, you work at grocery stores, you're on the front lines in healthcare. Just God bless you. And thank you so much for putting your lives at risk for the rest of us. I am really grateful, first and foremost, that I have a job still um, because they're projecting something like 20 to 30 percent unemployment, which is just I can't wrap my brain around it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, but but even people who had plans for childcare, you know, we had uh, a nanny all set up to start. And I ended up talking to my pediatrician and because whether, you know, this nanny in particular, she worked part time encountering patients at a physical therapy center, not necessarily people who were sick, but who were. But anyway, she was around people in a healthcare environment. So we decided that was too risky. But even if she hadn't, you know, worked in the arena of healthcare a little bit, like even people who had nannies who even would agree to social distance, you still can't trust that people aren't encountering other people who could yeah. have the virus. So a lot of people just got rid of their childcare plan. So, so yeah, the, the baby is here and... It's been really freaking hard. I'm not going to lie. I've been working at home since March 9th. So it's like my fourth week. For a lot of people, it's their third week working remote. My husband, I think, has had the hardest time with Mm. the – because I had maternity leave. Like, oh, you mean I can't go anywhere or do anything I want to do and I'm just chained to this house forever? Okay, cool. That's maternity leave. So I was prepared a little bit for this new normal. But the biggest challenge for us, and I think a lot of couples, has been – Okay, whose job? It's like that. It's the first week, uh, really, last week when we were spending, you know, both of us expected to work all day, you know, with with our respective jobs for the first time. We really had like a power struggle of whose meetings were more important, mm-hmm. um, who was better at doing X, Y, Z with the baby, and you know, we it was just a hot damn mess. That's all I'm gonna say. And I don't know if you and Super well, Superman, he's still going out to, to his work, job, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, bless him for being out there, but that is that makes things a little bit easier, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, it, it, it does. And then, but I also am always scared. Like this morning, you know, he woke up and he was coughing. And we both kind of looked at each other like, so... <laughs> because, you know, he has to interact with people. He's considered an essential worker because he manages 300 units for Newark Housing Authority. So it's like they can't not have people there to manage the units. If something breaks, someone has to organize that getting fixed. If folks have to have, you know, people there to help run these, you know, these apartments. But I'm always worried. I mean, they, one thing they have done at his job is that they give them three days on, uh, two days off now. So he only works um, Monday, either Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Monday, Thursday, Friday to kind of limit his exposure. And they only, you know, if they're going into apartments now to do anything, they they only have, can go in if it's an emergency. So it's like, you know, okay. not like if something light is wrong, you know, that, that has to wait. But still, it's frightening because I 300 units times how many people per apartment or per townhouse? I mean, someone he's running to has corona. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like. And so it's just, there's no way that they don't. And especially in New Jersey and Essex County has the highest um, 
cases. So I, I always think of that, like, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. And yeah, I, I, Lovey has this great article on her, um, her blog and it's called, I think she called it toxic positivity. Yes. Where, yes. you know, she Absolutely. was like, look here, auntie, right? We don't need you to like, you know, like the we can plead the blood of Jesus. And I'm not saying, obviously, I, I mean, I believe in God, you know, or a higher source. and But that's not, that's not how that ever works. You know, if that ever worked, then no one would ever die. Yeah. You know, babies wouldn't get sick. Your grandma wouldn't pass. That's just not how that works. And pretending that, well, if you would just pray, this would go away. It's actually more harm than good. And so... And it's, yeah, it's, and you know, relationships are in jeopardy, I feel like. Ooh. I mean, like I said, it was a really, and I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. We had some huge, huge arguments last week. And I, the, what really saved us, one, I have a therapist that I can talk to about these things, which is super helpful. And for those of you who, you know, mental health is a real anxiety for everybody right now. It just, it's completely understandable if everyone's feeling it. And I really encourage you guys to to look into getting help. A lot of therapists it sort of force them to adopt virtual therapy solutions, which I think is great because I feel like half the battle is just finding the time in your schedule to go to a therapist. And I think it's easier than ever now. And mine has been doing virtual sessions. Anyway, so talking to someone has definitely helped, but for those who are struggling with a spouse and that tug of war over childcare and working, the what's really helped me is to one, give myself and give him a break. I was really expecting complete and total cooperation with whatever my you know schedule was, and I was expecting for him to just know exactly sort of what was needed with the baby when he hasn't really been required to be home alone with the baby in a long time. And I was being really hard on him and really hard on myself. And what I've tried to do and what I've talked to him about is like, we were both just judging the other person. And like, we were really like judging how we did the baby stuff and how we did the work stuff. And why do you have so many meetings? And doesn't your, you know, and at the end of the day, this is not normal. Like nobody knows how to do this right. And the fact that we were criticizing the way each of us was doing it, I was like, no one knows how to do this. This has never been done. So we just need to give each other a break. The laundry's not going to get done all the time. The dishes are going to be dirty. The you know our jobs are not going to be a hundred percent. They're not going to get a hundred percent of us like they usually do. We need to like get our teams, our respective managers, talk to them and let them know what they can expect from us, and then just be a lot easier on one another. And so far. The last couple days of last week and then today, it's been so much better, but it was fucking hard. It was so hard. And yeah, homeboy, (laughs) I have to tell you this funny story really quick. Just, I was on a conference call last week and um, I had to hold the baby for whatever reason. Uh, He was being fussy and uh, husband dropped him off in my lap and I was muted and everything was going great. Baby was just chilling. As soon as I unmuted my button, he took the largest, loudest (laughs) dump. The biggest poop in my lap. And it was so loud. It was so loud. Did they oh all my laugh? God. Yes, thank God. Um, <laughs> it was hilarious. It was really hilarious. And I was like, thanks, baby. I mean, honestly, and I've welcomed, like, bring your kid, bring your pet, because it's just such a weird time. And, you know, maybe people people have so far enjoyed having, like, a little comic relief from the baby popping in. But um, anyway, all that being said, 
if you're out there struggling with children at home, you're trying to homeschool or you're, you know, struggling with your spouse or your partner over who takes care of the kid now while you have a meeting, like there's no right way to do it. And the sooner you give yourself a break, the more happy you'll be. Um, yeah. just, just, we all just need to give each other a break, I think. Yeah. Like I said, I, yeah, I, I honestly am trying not to anticipate anything because I just, all you can do is put one foot in front of the other. And I, I know I have it way easier than most because Supergirl is, she's 13. So honestly, it's, she doesn't need anything as far as like, you know, like, did you eat breakfast? I don't even have to make it. I just have to ask the question. Yeah. Did you eat lunch? You know what I mean? Like I make dinner, but breakfast and lunch is on her because we have all the fixings. So she can make herself cereal. She can make herself a sandwich. So the only thing that has been hard has been like with IVF. I'm like, ah, and I still haven't like Amanda and I talked about it offline. I still have not called. I don't know why. Sometimes I get, whenever I get overwhelmed or afraid, I freeze. Like I'm, I'm like, I could be the super go-getter or I can be the like endless procrastinator. I'm like nowhere in between. And so when I get, I notice that about myself that when I get, when I'm afraid of something or, you know, or I become really overwhelmed, I revert back to the like super procrastinator where I'm like, I'm not doing anything. And for some reason, I don't know, I'm afraid of what the IVF answer is going to be. So I haven't called, even though I'm like, I should call. Mm. And I'm like, Tiffany, make the phone call. I'm actually, I'm going to make it tomorrow. I'm going to promise myself I'm going to, because they're closed now. But yeah. So well, that's like. Give yourself a break for not calling. Yeah. For first and foremost. It's crazy times right now. It is. Because I, cause I don't know. You know, I don't know. I'm like, what if the answer is not what I want to hear? As long as I don't call, I don't. It's like, I don't have to. I could delay hearing the answer. Ugh, it's just. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's. And then on top of that, which I guess is not a bad thing it's been really busy as far as business is concerned, which has been honestly kind of also like a relief because it gives me space to not have to think so much and worry so much. So I can kind of like, you know, like work. So that's actually been like a blessing, but also a little bit exhausting some days. Um, but because, you know, like all the press and the media and everybody wants to talk about the stimulus or the crash or the this or or people, you know, online are like, hey, Tiffany, you know, should I save my money? Should I budget now? And so it's giving me like a nice little reprieve from like thinking about my my own self and 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 helping other people always helps me to kind of like forget at least for a little while any kind of stress I might be experiencing. So, like I said, that's been both helpful, but then also sometimes overwhelming because some of the questions people ask, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> You know, like, I, I'm not equipped to solve your life in the DMs of There are huge, <laughs> huge questions. And the, yes. un- the uncertainty is real. And there's no quick soundbite for a lot of these questions that people have. You know, I'm grateful for the podcast. It gives us a platform to reach people. Yes. And you guys have been sending in your questions. I hope you go back and listen to last week's show with Sharon Epperson of CNBC when we spoke about um, some of the most common money questions we've been getting from you guys on today's show, we are, I'm definitely, we're going to unpack that giant piece of legislation that passed last week in Congress and $2 trillion, which is such a big, I don't even know how to wrap my, I can't wrap my mind around that number, $2 trillion worth of emergency relief that um, Congress has passed. And we're going to unpack what that means for you, how much money you can expect to be getting from the government, if at all. And a couple other updates, whether you're a small business owner, you're someone who has a mortgage payment, or you're someone with student loan debt, we can talk about maybe some assistance programs or some steps that you can take toward finding relief. So we take a quick break right now and we'll come back and talk about all of that good stuff. 
Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Okay, we're back. So, Tiffany, let's unpack what our government has done for us because we give them a lot of crap, but Capitol Hill, you know, Congress really came together last week and finally passed the third of three different bills. This one is really meaningful for people because this includes the check, cash money, the stimulus check that many, many Americans will be receiving, um, but not everyone. So let me just run down really quick how much you can expect and who's actually getting what. So if you earn less than $75,000 as an individual, you can qualify for a check of $1,200. That amount decreases a little bit all the way up to $99,000 worth of income for an individual. So if you earn over $99,000 a year- You get nothing. Very likely you're not going to get anything. If you have children, you... Well, let's be clear where they can find that, right? Because I know people have been asking me, well, how do I know what I made? Because they're looking at your gross adjusted income. And it's really... If you look at your 1040 um, uh, tax, like, return papers, right? Look at line 8B. That's where you're going to find it. Because I don't want people to be like, well... I made this much, like, it's going to say there. I want you to just be clear what where you're going to find that number. So 8B on your on your tax for your 1040 tax forms. Yes. So if you filed, and they're going to be looking at, because this is going to be going through the IRS. People mm-hmm. want to know, how do I get the money? Most of you, if you filed your taxes for 2018 or 2019, they will base it off your income from either 2019. If you didn't file then, it'll be 2018. And then if you got your federal tax refund through direct deposit, you should have no problem because that's yep. the same way you'll be getting your stimulus funds. And yes, like Tiffany said, it is based on your adjusted gross income. So if you really want to know if you qualify, you can go to your um, last year's tax return or call up your accountant and just double check for couples. So going back to how much of a check you'll get. So that was all for individuals. Um, For couples, basically double that. So if you're a couple earning $150,000 jointly, then you can qualify for $2,400. And that's going to max out at $198,000 of joint income. So, and again, $1,200 is the max, and then it'll de- it'll decrease a little bit all the way up to that, those thresholds, $99,000 for individuals or $198,000 for couples. Um, when are they going to get those checks, Tiffany? They will be getting their checks uh, when it came out. Treasury Secretary uh, Steve 
Munchen. I always think his name is funny. Anyway, he said three weeks, which basically lands around like April 17-ish. That's what you're... So basically, almost like when, when our traditional taxes are due is is um what they're... You know, we know we've been they've been pushed back, but around that time. So about that's, April 17th. Yeah, they said a few weeks. I mean, it, but I that's... I've only seen like about a few weeks as a an estimate, and I still feel like it's TBD. It, it's such a ma- it's the first time they've ever done this, and it's such a massive program. So I would say, you know, what's today's when's this show going to be airing? April first. Keep checking news reports uh, for an update on that. But right now, yeah, a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Are checks taxed? They are not taxed. Nope. Which is the good news. So, I mean, hopefully for a lot of people, I mean, it's obviously $1,200 is for a lot of people a meaningful amount of money. We got a question on the gram um, from a listener who wanted to remain anonymous asking, you know, if we get a stimulus check, what should that money go towards? Should we be using it for our next house payment or should we be putting it toward debt? Should we be stashing it away for savings? Um, Do you want to take that, (sighs) Tiffany? Yeah, so honestly, so here's kind of like in order that I think anyway, that one, take care of your current bill. So if you have something that's like behind, then, you know, I would use, you know, the money to get current. That's like really what it's kind of for, because we're assuming that you were either laid off or maybe your income was is, has been temporarily paused. So get current on your bills. So that's one. Next, I would use that money in one or two ways. So I was saying, I believe it was last week or the week before, where I said that I wouldn't be aggressive in debt pay down right now because it's much more important that you have some emergency savings saved. Um, but the caveat is I would for student loan, because right now, if you have federal student loans, your your interest rate, pay, the, the interest component of your federal student loans has been paused until September, which means every single dollar you pay to your student loans is going to go to your principal. So that's huge. So I would consider if, you, if you're whole and you're not late on any payments and you don't need the money for that, I would consider if I had federal student loans, putting some money toward them because um, and being a little bit more aggressive only because all of your money is going to go toward what you owe. So that's huge. And second, um, I would use um, some of that money if I don't have three to six months, ideally six months worth of emergency savings. I certainly would be putting the money toward my emergency savings because we still don't know what's going to happen. I know we have the stimulus. The purpose of the stimulus is to stimulate the economy. I want you to think of like, I I was sharing with some dream catchers that the money is like literally blood flowing through the economy, which is a body. So when the money stops flowing, then the body, parts of the body start to die and then eventually it just all dies. And so that's why the federal government is giving us money because we are low on blood. And if something doesn't pump blood through this economic body, we're susceptible to an economic collapse, which is a recession and at worst a depression, which we don't want. Um, And a depression is a series of recessions. And when uh, our economy drops by, I think it's like 10% or more consistently for two years or more. So we don't want that. So as a result, yeah, we're getting that money to kind of flow through the market, to flow through the economy. So I would save it. I would pay my bills if I needed to. Then I would save or and or aggressively pay down student loan debt if I had federal student loan debt. 
And if you don't have any of those things, then, and you are told you have six months worth of savings, then I would also look into, am I, am I insured enough? I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's a little scary. We, they don't know for sure what percentage, uh, what the death rate is quite yet of, of COVID-19. It's looking around three or 4%, but without accurate testing, they don't know for sure, but that's significant because the flu is like 0.01%. So do you have adequate life insurance? I might put some toward that if I had those other things covered. And if you do, then quite honestly, I would look to use the this excess money for investing. So if I checked off all those other boxes, then I might set aside that money and say, huh, you know, um, have I maxed out on my on my retirement account? And if I have, you know, maybe I can open up a, a an investment account that's outside of retirement. So those are kind of like the order that I would go in with with my money if I was getting the twelve hundred or twenty four hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if they're going to have to cut additional checks because you know twelve hundred now. I honestly feel like people are so unsure about where the economy is going because we're all unsure about it. You know, their hope, the government's hope is that, you know, people will take the money and then it'll flow through the economy because people will spend it at businesses and things like that. Um, But I I worry that people are, or I wonder if people are just going to be so afraid that they're just going to hang on to it, which I completely understand. And like Tiffany said, in some cases, it probably makes more sense to do that. Um, But time, time will tell. I did want to clarify. So on the student loan interest waiver, that's just for federal student loan debt, like Tiffany said, and it's being waived through September 30th. Um, Okay. Just FYI for those of you who have student loan debt. So if you were considering refinancing your federal student loans right now, it really doesn't make sense. Um, Right now you're getting zero interest on your federal student loan debt. So I would leave them right where they are. Um, And like Tiffany said, that just means that whatever you pay on them is going toward your principal, which, you know, short of debt forgiveness, it's not a bad plan B. So at least it's something. Couple other things. So if you are, a lot of this is being done at the state level, but there may be ordinances uh, from state governments preventing landlords from evicting people for a certain period of time. So some states have a complete ban on evictions through May or longer, just in light of the fact that a lot of people, whether they lost their job or their income or whatnot, lots of people will be struggling to make payments on rent as a result of this you know, economic shutdown. Um, so check with your state and see what sort of relief programs they may have. And I just also want to say, whether it's your mortgage or your credit card bill or any sort of loan, call your servicer and just ask them if there's some sort of forbearance or some sort of relief program they have in place in light of what's happening with the COVID-19 crisis. I know in our research at Lending Tree, we found a lot of different banks already have pages dedicated to what kind of assistance they can offer borrowers um, in light of this outbreak. So but at the same time, they're not calling you up. They're not going to be like, oh, hey, you know, Tiffany, we, we, we know you have, um, you know, this auto loan or this, this credit card bill. Um, we're going to take care of that. Don't worry about that. Or, hey, we won't charge you interest. They're not going to come out and tell you that. You have to be proactive, pick up the phone and call them. I think one of the worst things you can do is just hope that things will figure themselves out. I really encourage you guys to, to pick up and call people. Even if you have a business, all right, like right now, you know, they're giving those business loans slash grants and I'm not going to lie. I was on the phone waiting for like an hour for Wells Fargo today and nobody picked up. 
I called my banker. Apparently, he no longer works at Wells Fargo. I was like, oh, this is great. So <laughs> this is, <laughs> I'm telling you, there's so much. It's just crazy because, um, I mean, the good thing is, is there is money available, but there's so little information as far as the banks are concerned because they're, they're learning too. So I had to give them a little bit of grace because I was like, so what does it look like? How do I apply? I will say I did find the application online. Well, um, well so back you, up. What are you talking about? Oh, so, so if you are a small business, not just a small business, if you're a small business, if you're a sole proprietor, if you are a contract worker, a gig worker, so you got a 1099, so you don't, you know, so any, like any, almost anything except for working for a, like having an employer, there is money set aside in this stimulus package for you. And I believe it's up to $10 million. Um, so what it looks like is they are going to look at last year's operating expenses. So that means how much did it cost to run your business every month? And they're going to multiply that by two and a half times. So let's just say for the sake of ease that it costs you $10,000 to run your your business a month. So that's $25,000 you are potentially eligible for to receive an assistance. The key is... They're wanting you to use that money to maintain your staff. They do not want people to be let go. And so the way it works is that it's a loan, that $2,500, which is that fictional $2,500. It's a loan as long as you maintain your staff. And I believe it's for eight weeks. And so if you do that, then that loan becomes a grant. And if you don't do that, and let's just say you have to let go of 50% of your staff after taking this money, then you will owe back 50% of that money given to you. And they're going to give you 10 years to pay it back. And I believe the interest rate on is anywhere from two to 4%. So still really, really low, um, you know, um, really low interest on paying that back. The purpose of that part of the stimulus package is to keep small businesses open. And because small businesses account for about half, if not more than half of all employed people. So they're wanting small businesses to stay open and they want small businesses to continue to employ their people, even if their people are home. And so they, I mean, I Googled it to find like the application. It was not easy. I'm like, sheesh, it's just whoo child out here. And so I Googled it. And so literally it's, it's on the SBA, Small Business Association, Association.gov website. So I'm sure if you go to SBA.gov, you should be able to find all these applications, um, that you're that you're looking for. So, like I said, you could be 1099. That means you're a contract worker. You could be a sole proprietor. You can be, uh, you know, as long as your business is under um, 500 employees, you could even be a nonprofit. So, yeah, there. And what I love too is the paperwork is really light. So they're not doing, you know, normally when you're trying to get a business loan, you have to give your firstborn and blood and none of that. They're, they're being really light. They're like, you know, did you file your taxes? Let's take a look. And what it'll look like is that you file this application online. So my friend actually did this. She filed the application online. Then she went into her bank, the bank that she uses for her business. I called my bank and they were like, no girl. But she went into her bank and they let her do kind of like a pre-application. So some banks are already kind of like up and running and geared for it. I don't know why Wells Fargo is not. So she already had kind of like her 
her meeting with her banker and she's pre-approved. She just has to wait for the funds in a couple of weeks when the funds are released by the federal government. I don't know what it's looking like for some of these bigger banks, um, but there are banks that um, that are pre-approved to disseminate these funds. And so we're honestly, I'm just waiting. I was on the phone waiting for Wells Fargo for like an hour today and it was like, we don't have the funds yet. And I'm like, well, how come her little bank in Florida is already ready and up, I guess, you know, sometimes when a ship is so big, it's hard for them to turn it. And her bank in Florida is like a small kind of like one-off bank. Mm. So I guess they, you know, they were more prepared. But there's a lot of money coming to us. But the only thing I worry about, and I don't know if you worry about this, Mandy, but I do as a finance geek, is uh, what about inflation? They're printing a lot of money. Oh, girl. That's just tomorrow's <laughs> problem. I saw <laughs> I saw a meme that's like, who's going to pay for this? Oh, tomorrow's children. <laughs> yes. Ask Rio about it when he's, when he's uh, <laughs> voting. <laughs> But I did want to just clarify. So just to recap, and I will put as many resources as I can get my hands on for you guys. If you check the show notes, whether you're a small business owner, you have student loans, um, or you're just wondering how much of a stimulus check you get, check the show notes for some links that you can use. But as far as small business relief, there's grants and there's loans. And I just wanted to just quickly recap just so it's um, clear to folks. So emergency grants, that's up to $10,000 for emergency funds for small business who are struggling to cover, you know, just the cost of keeping the lights on right now. Then there's the loans, um, which Tiffany mentioned can be up to $10 million per business and could be potentially forgivable depending on some eligibility requirements. And like Tiff said, you have to keep workers employed, et cetera. Um, And then lastly, there may be some relief if you already have a small business loan. There's also a chunk of cash in that bill um, that would cover up to six months of payments on Um, for small businesses that are using SBA loans already. And again, be proactive. Like Tiffany said, I'm going to put the link to that SBA resource in the show notes so you guys can start that paperwork. And I just, my heart goes out to all the small business owners out there, just like people that I'm desperate to give money to, like my hairdresser and the the really nice lady who is doing my postnatal massages that I miss so much. But for, you know, it's not safe to work with people that closely. So these People out there whose businesses relies on contact with other humans, you know, they're really, really struggling. So hopefully, hopefully this can provide some much needed relief for them. I'm telling you, it's just, yeah, it's a lot. And that's, as we learn more, we will share more. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys keep sending in your questions. Um, Hit us up at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com. You can also uh, send me a question via Instagram if you'd like to, or brownambitionpodcast on the gram. Or go to our website, brownambitionpodcast.com. All right. Boost and break? Yes. Um, Yes. Boost and break. Whoo, child. Um, (laughs) Go ahead. Oh, you know what? I do have a boost. Um, I want to boost. So I don't know if I said this the other day. Did I tell you that the books came in the mail? My Molly Moore books? You didn't tell me, but I, you know, I follow you on the gram. So I saw. (laughs) Yes, uh, because I was trying to find like some silver lining. I'm like, I didn't. I, we have enough uh, breaks right now, so I'm trying to find some silver lining. And the Molly Moore books came in the mail, and I have to say honestly, they're beautiful. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like a real book. You know how like it's like your friend that says they can sing, and you're like, okay, she aight, but she can't really sing. No, these books can sing. You know, like it looks like a real book, like the book that you would get at like Barnes and Nobles or Target. I can't wait to send them out. Um, and I just got a word um, from the distributor because I know people have been hitting me up because they don't really fully understand how Kickstarter works, which I get it because I wouldn't know unless I was using Kickstarter um, to, you know, when I kickstarted uh, the book. 
So the way Kickstarter works is that you do your Kickstarter. I think the Kickstarter ended, I want to say, the beginning of March. And then they make you wait three weeks for your funds because for two weeks they try to make they try to charge people's cards that are on Kickstarter. They don't charge you right away. They only charge people's cards if the Kickstarter is fully funded. And then they charge your card. And so for two weeks they charge your card. And so not everyone's card got charged. I think about 40 people, you know, I guess they're just the funds weren't there. No judgment, judgment. No, but <laughs> so it wasn't a significant amount, which was good. And then they take their Kickstarter fee, then they take their credit card fee, and then you wait another week. And literally the money from like a month ago was just deposited into my account, which is like, yay. And then on top of that, I had ordered books months ago because I knew I didn't want you guys to wait. And books take about two or three months to print. So I ordered books like three months ago. And then this kind of, I guess, memorandum went down where it's like, right now we are not shipping um, non-essential items. And so it was touch and go. And I was just like, am I going to get these books? Like, what's happening? I know people are waiting. Mm. So finally they came in a couple of days ago and I was just hitting the distributor. So I ordered about 300 from my house because some of the books, some people ordered like a, or chose a reward tier with their books. They wanted their books signed. And so I wanted, you know, I wanted to I have to ship them out myself. But the vast majority of the books, well over 1,500 of them, um, are going to be shipped directly from the distributor. But they didn't even have them yet. So I know people are a little bit frustrated, but I'm like, I can't send what's not here. So I've been trying to keep open lines of communication. So they literally just emailed me probably like an hour ago saying, hey, we finally have them here. And I'm like, finally. So I say all that to say that um, hopefully within a week, um, we're going to start shipping out your books. We're just waiting for your bookmark. So that's another week. But if you if you ordered through happy birthday or if you order through the kickstarter please make sure you go back into kickstarter and fill out the backer survey because that's how i get your address so if you have not given me your address i don't have a place to send the books i i sent out a message but i know how it is you know it might have gone to spam or whatever i sent out a message through kickstarter asking for your mailing address so if you're hearing me and you're like i never gave my mailing address go back into kickstarter there should be there'll be like it'll it'll pop up and um, just give me your mailing address and all the information I'm asking for, because within a week, you know, hopefully we'll have some good news in your hand. So Woo-hoo. that's my, I know that's my brown boost. Honestly, Mandy, it's so beautiful. I can't wait for you to see it. It's just like, I just, I can't believe it's real. It's like a real book. It doesn't look like one of those. Oh, you self published. That's so cute. No, it looks like a real book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope it is. I paid 30 bucks for it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I'm just excited because I also got the soft cover books. That's why people are like, how come the book was so expensive? I'm like, well, you weren't just paying for your book. You were paying for a book for another little baby. So the soft cover books were also really like just they just look really well done. And I'm so pleased with the printer. The whole process has been like a lot of work, but like joyful work, you know, so um, it's a little bit of a little ray of sunshine and in these dark, dark boating times. Oh, congrats. I know this has been a labor of love for so long. So can't <laughs> wait to meet her in person. <laughs> Molly Moore. Um, cool. So my break, I mean, sorry, my boost, I'm going to do a boost real quick because, um, you know, I know you guys don't need another way to communicate with people. We have Snapchat and Instagram and 
of course, text messages. But I really like this app called Marco Polo, which is not necessarily a new app, but it is really, really easy if you're trying to find a quick way to like send a video message to family and friends and you can create groups. And it's sort of like that annoying group chat that you're in on your on your text messages, which I love my little my family, several family and several friend group chats, but they can be a little much. And I like having a separate app to put them on. So if you're looking for a way to connect with family and friends, I really recommend Marco Polo. And just this week, I've noticed like everybody and their brother has been signing up for it. And I think it's just just everyone's flocking to find like a really good way to communicate with their loved ones, really quick messages. And then you don't, you know, need to have, need to go digging through your text to like find that message or getting a million message alerts from your text, um, you know, from your group thread. So highly, highly recommend it. And if you don't want to download another app, I, I'll do a brown, bra- uh, brown boost for just calling people. Don't bother leaving a voicemail, though, like I did for Tiffany, because she won't listen to it. Um, a lot of people won't Mandy, listen to this. I was like, in the year of our Lord, 2020. If someone no, leaves me a voicemail, I would think it was an emergency. No. I'm like, Mandy, literally nobody listens to voicemail. <laughs> well, I got I nothing but time right now, okay? <laughs> when you text me, you were like, I left you a voicemail. I'm like, is she, is she, ser- is she serious? How do, how can you leave a voicemail and yet at the same time not have watched Golden Girls? You can't be the same person. It's, it's either all or nothing. <laughs> the, the, my window for watching anything that I haven't watched, I mean, I'm my my information will only be 32 and a half years old. Like, I, I, this is it. I can't absorb anything new. I haven't watched Tiger King. I don't know anything about that show. Um, it's done. It's a wrap. It took me five days to watch a movie last week because of the baby. So we'll see. If oh. I, yeah, I just don't the know. young kids would say you're washed. That's what yeah. the young kids would say. Oh, like, oh, you're washed. And I'm like, whatever, I'll be washed. Washed? Okay, sure. I'm I'm super washed. Super, super washed. <laughs> Basically, it's I guess it's like slang for like washed up. Like it's you're old now. And I'm like, okay, I'll be washed. They're like, yo, I'm washed. I'm like, okay. So yeah, I learned that from Supergirl. <laughs> oh, and let me do a quick one of my couple of my friends were just we were talking about mental health earlier. And I know we, uh, people listening, just saying the word find a therapist is it's really good advice. I highly encourage it, but it takes it, it can take time and effort to find a therapist. And it took me a long time to find one myself that I liked. But I have been using and a lot of my friends have been loving this app called Calm. C-A-L-M, Calm app, which has meditations and like even if you have trouble sleeping because the anxiety and troubles kind of float into your brain right when you're trying to go to sleep, at least that's my problem. Um, They have like little stories you can listen to that help you drift off to sleep. Um, I think they have, it does cost, I forget how much it costs, but I think it's worth it, especially if you are looking for something just to help you relax and take away some of the stress that's going on. In this world today, I highly recommend the Calm app. Oh, I like that Calm. Okay, Calm. Yes, Zen. Um, yeah, just hang in there, man. I mean, I I do feel like the silver lining for me is that my honestly, we get to spend a lot more time with the baby than we would have if we had been commuting every day. And I do see the value in that. And I feel like it's going to make my marriage stronger because if we can survive this, I, we can literally survive anything. That's how I feel. It is so hard, but we're, all, we're already doing better. We're already communicating better. We're helping each other more. And just give yourself grace out there. Like I've been watching the Today Show because Hoda is just, I just love me some Hoda and she's just like everyone's auntie right now is what I feel like. Yeah. And just be nice to people and I don't know, go for a walk. I mean, do whatever you can 
to take care of yourself because it's not something that's going to be over tomorrow. We need to start learning how to cope with this now. Yeah, the new normal. Um, normal. Yeah, I agree. Hug a nurse, hug a doctor. If you know anyone out there working in healthcare, just, I mean, those are the real heroes. I I can't say that enough. Um, So to... To all of you guys working, if you're out there, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we're all in this together. So let us know if you guys have any questions. Continue coming to the show. Thank you for still listening to us with everything that's going on. And uh, be well. Wash your hands. Yes, wash your hands. And leave your 401k alone. Don't touch your hands or your 401k. (laughs) Don't touch your face. (laughs) Oh, your hand. Yeah, don't touch your (laughs) I'm tired. Don't touch your face. All right, bye. Until next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.